Oh, the weather outside is horrible, except if you're in Florida. But since we've got picks to choose, let us booze, let us booze, let us booze. Welcome to Boozy Bracketology. I am your host, Mike, and I will be guiding us through the second half of the first round of our bracket as we try to decide what is the best holiday episode of a TV show of all time. We had a lot of great discussion in the last round, and I can't wait to see where this round goes. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to the five panelists who have to make these choices, and we're going to start off with Drew Buxbaum. How are you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm doing well. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't use my bumping up my Patreon to get those singing lessons we discussed. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, been, it's been, it's only been a couple days, man. Come on. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but I, I see a little progress. So you know, we're you. doing good. Um, I'm continuing where we left off on the last episode with a Killian's Irish Red because that's all that was left in the fridge. I forgot to put more beer in the fridge. So just got a couple of those tonight. All good, man. I sympathize. I'm actually running a little low. I need to make a beer run myself pretty soon. We're going to head over next to Tim in Fayetteville, North Carolina. How are you doing tonight, Tim? What are you drinking? I am doing well tonight, Mike. I am ready to make some picks. There's some really good episodes here. And I am drinking the same thing I did last time, the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. All right. Very nice. Very, so very nice. nice. Yeah, that was a really good pop. And over to the uh, the folks that are in the Florida where the weather is not horrible. That was a, a very strained rhyme, so I apologize for that. But we're going to start first with Leah. Leah, how are you doing? And you drinking anything fun tonight? Well, um, just like a couple episodes on this uh, bracket that we're going to discuss tonight, today sucked. So uh, I, <laughs> I texted my husband at like 8.55 and we were recording, supposed to be starting recording at 9. And I was like, I need alcohol. And I had already planned on having uh, hot chocolate tonight to be a little bit more festive. So I was like, what alcohol goes with hot chocolate? He's like, bourbon cream. So today I have some, I'm making my hot chocolate Kentucky, Kentucky E, whatever, whatever you would use to describe drinks in Kentucky. <laughs> adjective? Is that an adjective? That's an adjective. Whatever adjective you, you would use to describe Kentucky Eans, um, that's what I have in my hot chocolate today. So a little bourbon cream, a little Swiss Miss uh, K-Cups hot chocolate, and uh, hush, I should be good to go. I'm excited. And a big ass marshmallow. And a, and a yeah. big-ass marshmallow left over from our s'mores party that we had like a week ago. I still have a ton oh, of marshmallows nice. left, so I'm just dumping them in. Very my nice. I got lost in the mail. Right? I mine did, too. That would have been a bitch of a commute, but you guys are <laughs> welcome to come down here and enjoy the sunny Florida weather anytime you guys want, and you can enjoy our uh, s'mores bar that we have running pretty, pretty regularly at our fire pit. So. We do have a guest bedroom. No guest bath, though, for reasons. Mm -hmm. You guys like would have been worth it. We have no water and no like guest bathroom. Sometimes depends on the day. So, uh, but you, we, we would share. We would share. We'd make it work. Who needs share? Aww. We have a pool. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Fill that hey. up with bubble bath, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and speaking of not horrible weather in Florida, I hear you guys have been using that pool even recently, even though it's December, which is crazy. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, Chris, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? Um. Yeah, I'm a little curious to know what happens when we finally kiss goodnight, Mike, because just the thought of that's making me just a tad turgid, but I am doing well. <laughs> Sorry, I went there. 
I got myself a, a, a can that someone left at my house at the aforementioned s'mores party. It is from Green Bench Brewing right here in St. Petersburg, Florida. This is nice. called the Sunshine City IPA. I'm not an IPA guy. This stuff's actually pretty damn good. And uh, you have to you have to pair your drinks with some food, and it's been a hell of a day. So I have got myself a tin of Royal Danks cookies. Damn. Mm. I don't even Where know. Where did you put all the sewing kit supplies? If I'd known you were drinking Green Bench, I'd have repped my – I still have my Green Bench shirt downstairs somewhere. That's a good brewery. That's a good beer. Ooh, a little hoppy, but yeah, yeah, that's good. Yep. And finally, we're going to close out our panel tonight with Brittany. Brittany, how are you doing, and what are you drinking? What's in that lovely mug? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, it looks like a mug. Never mind. Um, Well, it's kind of a mug. It's a a to-go mug, basically (laughs) a lid for not knocking things over, hopefully. Um, Right. (laughs) But uh, it was – tipsy tuesday at my office today where they send out drink recipes and one that they sent out is called a butterscotch steamer um it didn't have any alcohol in it so i added some and i'm not i know i i know the name it doesn't sound as appealing as it could but it's just basically hot milk with butter and brown sugar in it um but then i added irish cream uh butterscotch schnapps and some gingerbread rum so i may have boozified it a little too much (laughs) But <laughs> I guess we'll find out as we go along tonight. Here. Am I the only one wondering if that's a sex thing? It's, yeah, I, I think it's a sex thing, Tim. I was going to ask if it was related to enough. a Cleveland steamer. So. That's, that was my first thought, too. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we're a bunch of deviants. We really are. Yeah, Lee and I kept I, our mouth shut. I didn't mm. understand it. <laughs> first, you were thinking it. <laughs> You can't Chris was voluntarily keeping his mouth shut. Leah just didn't know better. <laughs> yep. But I gotta I gotta ask about gingerbread rum. I have never heard of that before, but it sounds That's delightful. So delightful. I found it earlier this year, and I guess a hey, we didn't sell all of this last year, so buy your Christmas yeah. booze for cheap. Uh, but it's Captain Morgan limited edition gingerbread flavor. So nice. Nice. It's like Captain Morgan, but with festivity shove in gotcha (laughs) and i'll be honest i came very close to uh you guys wearing me down uh i almost bought some whiskey for tonight uh, because i saw jameson has a line of instead of bourbon barrel aged beers they're beer barrel aged whiskeys Uh, and they have like an ipa and a stout one and i almost pulled the trigger on it that stout one will probably be delicious. I'm betting. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine. Like, yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I, I'll be I, switching I, the bourbon for drink too. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I myself am riding the beer train tonight, as per usual. Uh, I had uh, last one of uh, these. I think I've had it on the podcast before. It's called the Tarpinator. It's from the Chandelure Island Brewing Company, which is out of Gulfport, Mississippi. Uh, this is their, it's a doppelbox style beer. So pop that open. I feel like my can pops have been weak recently. I think I'm out of practice because I've been bringing good. a lot of bottles. You might want to see a doctor about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think his response would just be, you drink too damn much, Mott. <laughs> your doctor calls you by your last name. <laughs> You're very friendly. Right, exactly. All right, well, let's dive into this. Uh, in this round, uh, we are actually going to have two play-in games which we're going to get started with first, and then we're going to dive into the main round. 
Um, as Tim explained last time, the play-in games were for a couple of shows where you couldn't quite nail down which of their multiple holiday episodes belonged on the bracket. So we're going to do that right now. And the first play-in game is for the number eight spot. It is the uh, television show is Doctor Who, the long-running television show out of England. And the two episodes are, what is it, A Christmas Carol and The Snowmen. And so, Drew, we're going to start off with you. Take it away. Uh, all right. Well, two great episodes. Um, I, I really hate the play-ins for this bracket because they pit great episodes against great episodes. Um, individually, I'd probably move both of these episodes on. Um, Doctor Who is, you know, a thousand percent my wheelhouse. Um, both of these episodes, fantastic. But I'm going to have to go with Space Titanic on this one. The Christmas Carol is moving on for me. Cruise ship in space just really does it for me. <laughs> It is to my everlasting shame that I have never seen an episode of Doctor Who, but that sounds awesome. I I know, I know. I've I've long since turned in my nerd card. It's 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 no longer in my possession, justifiably so. It's okay. So Christmas Carol picks up its first vote, and we head on over to Tim. Yeah. So I know that I'm about to critique the bracket that I wrote, um, but <laughs> I, I I did this based on you know lists that I found and. <laughs> I found it very interesting that both of these showed up on lists repeatedly, considering I don't think either of these is the best Doctor Who Christmas episode. To me, that's the first one where we meet David Tennant, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I was watching that show. I had not gotten into Doctor Who yet. I just started, and I went, holy crap, this is like a TV episode a TV show version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And 30 seconds later, David Tennant says, huh, I saved the earth in my pajamas. How very Arthur Dent of me. <laughs> um, and I went, I just said that. Uh, but that said, um, both of these are really great episodes. Um, for me, I think it's going to come down to Companions. And I am much more Amy and Rory than I am Clara. Uh, plus, you have Dumbledore version two. Uh, so it's it's got to be Christmas carols for me. And Christmas Carol picks up its second vote. And as somebody who is, as we speak, okay, not literally as we speak, but at the moment, reading rereading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for about the fifth time. Yeah, okay, I'm going to have to put Doctor Who on my list. All right, but Christmas Carol does have the snowmen on the ropes as we check in with Leah. Okay, I will not be putting Doctor Who on my list because I thought these episodes were so weird. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I My knowledge of Doctor Who is like teeny tiny minimalistic um, before going into these episodes. And honestly, I, I couldn't even make it through past 20 minutes of either of these episodes. So I committed to the first 20 minutes. And I hated every single second of them, and I turned them off. Um, it was the whole Serene McKellen versus Dumbledore for me. Um, but honestly, and that's what it was going to make be, make my decision. But as, you know, I watched the first 20 minutes of each, the snowmen were freaking weird. Those faces stick in my brain forever. 
Um, and I feel like the plot of the snowman was easier for me to follow than the Christmas Carol, which was just all over the place. And I had absolutely no idea what I was watching. Um, so I had no desire to even continue on. So um, my vote's going to be for the snowmen because the snowmen were freaking weird. And now they are ingrained in my mind forever. So the snowmen get my vote. Team Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> and Leah voting for the weirdness factor as the snowman was not going to go down without a fight. Chris, do you agree with your wife? Wow. So this is interesting because these are two amazing episodes of television. It is not something Chris will be saying today. <laughs> Listen, Doctor Who should be in my wheelhouse. I watched both of these episodes. Doctor Who is not in my wheelhouse anymore. Uh, if you're telling me these are good iterations and good representations of Doctor Who, unsubscribe please i'm going with a christmas carol because it gives us a gateway into nebula in the mcu karen gillen is interesting she's always a fun actress to watch um that's the only reason i'm going with it it's, it's a little more memorable i don't know necessarily think of the snowman as a maybe i'm wrong i don't think of it as a christmas episode per se i think it's just themed towards snow at least this one is definitively a Christmas episode. So a Christmas Carol gets my vote. And Chris voting for the one with Christmas in the title, perhaps by default. Christmas Carol will be moving on into the main round. Brittany, do we get this one right? Um, well, here's my thing. I am very Doctor Who oriented. It is one of my favorite shows. In fact, I had to put together a list for a Secret Santa thing earlier, and I was like, I don't know what I want, but I like things like Doctor Who and Lord of the Rings and was throwing stuff out. Uh, I've seen both of these episodes multiple times, but I did watch them again to refresh my brain. Uh, this is David Tennant erasure for whoever put these on the list of best Doctor Who Christmas episodes because David Tennant had the better Christmas episodes, in my opinion. Um, and even Peter Capaldi's Christmas episodes were weird and fun. Um, this matchup was the Matt Smith Christmas specials. They were good. They were weird to Leah's point. They were both very weird. Uh, A Christmas Carol was very goofy, time travel-y. Let's make someone a better person by completely changing their past so that it edits them in the future, which is a little bit mind non-consensual gaslightiness to me, but an interesting plot point to do. Uh, whereas The Snowman is literally the great intelligence feeding off of the loneliness of a small child and creating these monsters that are his friends when he's a little boy. But as he grows up, he becomes completely corrupted by the great intelligence who was again, voiced by the great Sir Ian McKellen. So you've got Michael Gambon versus Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's going to win that battle, but Richard E. Grant as the villain in this was fantastic. Um, I am a sucker for the Pasternacker gang, and that is Madame Vastra, Ginny, and Strax, who's the walking potato, if you will. Um, absolutely adore him. Clara was actually one of my favorite companions. As much as people don't like her, she was one of my favorites. So for that, my vote would have gone to the Snowman. Not that it really matters, but the Snowman is the more cohesive episode, in my opinion. I don't think Brittany and I are going to be going to see movies together. <laughs> Was it Doctor Who or Lord of the Rings that lost you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're, you don't like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Well, uh, no, Chris, I have Chris, Chris's Chris's wrongness about Lord of the Rings uh, is, 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 in, 
inspire is yet another thing that's going to inspire me to explore <laughs> explore Doctor Who uh, in the future if I can figure out how in the hell you're supposed to even get started with that monstrosity. But the Snowmen does pick up put up a fight, picks up a second vote, but just not quite enough to beat a Christmas Carol who's going to move into the main round. And we're going to move on to our other play-in game. This one we're going to start off with Tim. It's going to be the television show 30 Rock. Is it going to be Luda Christmas or the aptly named Christmas special? All right, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Um, I could never get into 30 Rock. Uh, my wife tried to show it to me. I didn't really care. So I turned to her and I said, who should win, Luda Christmas or Christmas special? And she goes, I don't remember Christmas special. Uh, Luda Christmas gets my vote here. <laughs> and Luda Christmas picks up a vote. Leo? Um, I also, like Tim, have a spouse that likes 30 Rock, and I could never get into it. Um, but I actually did watch the episodes uh, myself. But I think the problem with watching episodes for the first time of shows is when you're watching two of them, you're probably going to favor the first one you watch over the second one. Um, so the order I watched them in was Little Christmas and then Christmas Special. And in Little Christmas, I found myself laughing a couple times. Um, I liked the dysfunctional family banter between I don't know what their names are Alec Baldwin's family his mom and the girl from SNL's family um <laughs> those were like my favorite parts is watching their families interact and also I cracked up laughing when um the the black guy had the um ankle bracelet on um and it gets activated and then they show a map of like the world of other people whose ankle bracelets were like activated too and they showed m rodriguez in hawaii and three lohans on the map and so i just have to laugh because it's probably michelle rodriguez it was probably when she got her dui filming lost in hawaii um so i just thought that that was just like a cute little touch that just made me smile so for that little easter egg and for the the family banter Oh, I have their names written down. Jack and Liz. Jack and Liz's families, when they were on screen, that was really fun. So I'm going to go with the Luda Christmas. Luda Christmas picks up its second vote. Uh, I'm assuming that was Tracy Morgan, whose ankle yeah. bracelet gets... Oh, I have okay. Tracy Jordan written down. Is that his name? Well, that's his That's his character's name. Yeah. Oh, that's his character's name. Okay. Yes, then that's him. Yeah, that was funny. I've, I've only seen like three episodes, but I know... I, I just knew he was on it and hilarious. Um, Luda Christmas picks up a second vote. Yet again, are we going to have a runaway, Chris? Oh, that's right. Ronald Reagan is still president in your mind. You lucky bastard. <laughs> Jack Donaghy is a funny character. Like Alec Baldwin or not, Jack Donaghy is a freaking funny character. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one because I actually like both of these episodes. My problem is, is that I liked 30 Rock. But I have not revisited that show in a couple of years, and I didn't remember either of these episodes. But I went back and watched them. Um, I feel like Luda Christmas is the one that everyone's going to talk about. But I think there's a there's a couple of scenes in the second one. What's the second one called? Christmas special. Uh, yeah, literally Christmas special. It's got my name in it. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> there's there are two parts of the second of the of Christmas special that are hilarious. One is the one where Jack Donaghy accidentally hits his mother with a car. <laughs> <laughs> and second is when Liz has the, the 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 toy drive for orphans and she goes to drop them off and a bunch of adults just walk up open the door and take all of them for the <laughs> it's funny it's funny um 
my only my only issue with Ludacrismas, uh, really, it's it's freaking um, Jack McBrayer just grates on me in that episode. And he's either really funny or really annoying, and he definitely plays more the annoying part in that episode. But I think Leah's right. I think it's the better of the of the of the shows. Uh, Tracy Jordan is hilarious as always. Uh, the fact that he's been drinking the entire time and they were trying to stop him from doing it is funny. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ludacrismas on this, but the Christmas special is not bad. I did I did enjoy it. It's just forgettable. Ludacrismas picks up its third vote, and we'll be moving on. But let's hear from our remaining panelists to find out what they think, starting with Brittany. I'll keep this one definitely shorter. Uh, these are the two episodes of 30 Rock I've seen, um, <laughs> and they were both fun. I laughed at both of them. Alec Baldwin's character hitting his mom with the car and then waiting eight minutes to call the cops was freaking hilarious. <laughs> Um, but Andy Richter having his 51st dates moment with just <laughs> constantly being stuck going on his senior skiing trip. And then like the whole attitude of I will break their family. I'm going with Luda Christmas. That was just fantastic. Oh my God. Oh my God. I forgot they missed her football game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Luda Christmas on the verge of a sweep. Drew, does it get it? Well, the one thing I always associate with the holidays is family dysfunction. Um, let's let's be real. Uh, so yeah, Luda Christmas is getting the sweep here, and Luda Christmas will be sweeping its way into the main round. Um, I think I forgot to mention, but that was a play-in game for a five seed. So that's going to be a heck of a matchup uh, as we get into our main round. But we're going to go back up to the top here. And we're going to start off with our one versus 16 matchup. We're going to be starting off with Leah on this one. Leah, is it going to be Black Mirror, White Christmas episode? Or is it going to be New Girl, the Christmas Eve Eve episode? Okay, so I'm all about a gloomy Christmas story. Um, there's a couple other ones on here that really, you know, really hit you where it counts while you're watching it. Um, but if you're going to give me that gut punch in an episode, the episode has to end it with a warm hug so that I walk away feeling good about myself, even after the emotional turmoil that I went through. Black Mirror is the gut punch is the end. There is no warm hug that comes afterwards. I thought it was an fantastic episode for what it was and i left thinking about it quite a bit after i watched it but it is not a christmas episode i would ever want to come back and watch to around the holidays um but you put it up against a 16 seat which i had never seen before i did watch some of new girl but i did not watch all of new girl apparently because i didn't remember most of the stuff that um was going on around this episode um but i thought this new girl episode was fantastic i was laughing like almost every second pretty much any character was on the screen um it makes me want to go back and watch new girl again because i really did think it was festive um it was holiday related it was funny it was witty um you know it had a couple scenes where you did like feel heartfelt you know which is kind of how you felt around the holidays um but then it all comes back at the end and you get that big warm hug feeling that you should get in a good holiday special so you know what as much as i think the the black mirror episode was solid it's not what i want to watch around the holiday i thought that new girl episode was a very good holiday episode and i'm voting for the upset here i'm voting for new girl and much like olaf leah voting for warm hugs yep. as the 16 seed new girl 
gets its first vote. Sorry, I have two daughters. This stuff is for, foremost in my mind these days. Uh, 16 seed off to an early lead. Chris, you're up. So I'm a little worried that Leah and I are going through a mind meld right now because I think we're kind of on the same. And we didn't watch these episodes together. That's what's really funny. Uh, Listen, (laughs) uh, to me, there is absolutely no doubt that the Black Mirror episode is the better episode of television. It is suspenseful. If you want to know what it's like to watch Black Mirror, watch that episode because that's what Black Mirror is. It's suspenseful. It's interesting. You can never quite figure out what's going on. It's very heavily focused on technology, but it also brings you a very unique twist on like technological thriller where you can mute some, Oh my God. It's so just creepy thinking about it, but the gut punch at the end, I'm not saying I needed a happy ending. I didn't need that. That was a bit much. Um, Honestly had the entire episode just been about John Hamm's character. It would get my vote. But the way they took it, they took it's a Christmas episode. If we're looking at this from a Christmas episode, it doesn't leave me in a good mental space. It's for damn sure. Uh, the John Hamm part's interesting. The other part's interesting as well, just not in a Christmas episode. Not a huge New Girl fan. This episode is delightful. It's quirky. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's all about going above and beyond for your friends and for your family. The fact that Jess wants to make sure that Nick gets this amazing Christmas present and the Christmas present that she's giving him after they've been together and they've broken up is his girlfriend coming to see him. That's really sweet. It's really cute. New girl for me. It's the one I'm going to go back and watch again. I'm, I, I can't watch that Black Mirror episode again. That just, oh, it's good, but it's tough. And Chris, with the hot take that episodes of the Black Mirror can be tough to watch, picks up, <laughs> gives, gives New Girl a second vote. Dude, we had the 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 prime minister of England fuck a pig. That's literally all I know about Black Mirror is that, and it has not inspired me to go uh, explore the that television episode. show further. That episode, but go ahead. But perhaps, uh, perhaps Brittany uh, disagrees and will give me a reason to watch uh, Black Mirror some more. What do you say? So here's my opinion. Watch a second episode. I watched the first episode of Black Mirror and I was like, what the hell am I watching? I watched the second episode and I was like, what the hell am I watching? But I was intrigued. Like, just, I like, Black Mirror is one of those shows I enjoy watching, but I definitely know it's a one or two episode at a time show. Hmm. You can't really go any more than that because it is designed to mess with you and to make you think about where we are from a technological standpoint and present these not so unlikely futures based on the technology we currently have. Um, And for that, it's unique, it's original, and I really enjoy it. Uh, New Girl was very cute. I have watched New Girl before. I didn't watch it all the way through. I think I watched the first couple of seasons. Um, It was fun watching, you know, Schmidt and Winston talk about who knows Cece better and Schmidt being like, oh, well, I'm the only one who knows Cece. And Winston's like, no, Cece and I are like tight. We're friends. And he's like, no, you're not. He's like, yes, we are. And then it's like, yeah, they are. Um, Jess wanting to do something nice for Nick that's way over the top. I can relate. Um, Nick and Reagan deciding to make it snow for Jess was beautiful at the end. Um, But I think I'm going to be the controversialist here. I thought of the two episodes, White Christmas from Black Mirror was the better episode. It was a good episode of TV. I I loved John Hamm and that very serious role in it. 
and it was a total mindfuck. <laughs> but it was it was interesting, and it kept my attention better than the New Girl episode did. And so for that reason, Black Mirror is getting my vote. And the one seed might be surging back to a improbable comeback as it does get its first vote. We're going to come back around to the top and see what Drew thinks. Well, Drew thinks he is moving on to bourbon. Uh, we are we are moving on to a uh, ten year aged bullet bourbon. I know, nice. like you. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's the issue with that Killian's. It just goes down too smooth and easy. Wait, let's do that again. Hold on. There it is. Didn't pick up that lab, but you know it was a nice little nice little open there. Uh, all right, so I got some decisions to make here. You do. So let's see. Do I like my mind being fucked or do I like my heartstrings being pulled? Um, totally thought you were about to say heartstrings being fucked there. <laughs> oh, I, I had thought about saying it. Do I yeah. want my mind fucked or my heart fucked? Right. Um, honestly, I think I will agree with the previous statement of as an episode of television, the Black Mirror episode is by far better, which is why it gets that one seed because. Mm-hmm. I think that seating kind of takes in the quality of the overall episode and not necessarily just the holidayness of it. Sure. Um, but as far as feel good, you know, half an hour of holiday television, uh, this episode of new girl has it and it has my deciding vote. Oh. <laughs> and for what I believe is the fifth time, in boozy bracketology history, a 16 seed has taken down a one seed as New Girl will be moving on over Black Mirror. Tim, do we get it right? I am so glad that this didn't come down to me. <laughs> <laughs> because especially with, you know, Brittany having cast her vote for Black Mirror um, and Drew following, I was very sure that Drew was going to go with the mind fuck. Uh, because if you've ever met Drew, uh, it makes sense. Um, it's fair. I had, I'll, I'll be honest here. This, this, this was my thought process. I had Black Mirror getting my vote here. However, if Drew had gone for Black Mirror, I was going for New Girl. <laughs> and, and, and that's only because I, I think that Black Mirror is the better episode of TV but new girl is more deserving of moving on. Um, hmm. So, you know, I, I thought it was very difficult, uh, but I'm going to throw my vote to black mirror here. Uh, Cause I don't think that a one seed deserves to lose four one. Uh, and I had black mirror here originally. So black mirror gets my vote. All right. And black mirror does pick up another vote. I don't know if I'd call it a pity vote because it was, but it was a, uh, a swing vote, I suppose, but just not quite enough to bring down New Girl. New Girl will be moving on to the next round to face off against one of these two television shows. Uh, we've got our, the winner of our first playing game tonight, the Christmas Carol episode of Doctor Who, going up against one of my favorite shows from the aughts, uh, the number nine seed, Scrubs, the My Own Personal Jesus episode. Starting us off, we're going to have Chris. Well, I don't think there's any shock in how I'm voting here. So let's remove all that. This is going to Scrubs. One of the Scrubs is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms. That sitcom is amazing because it blends comedy. It's a dramedy. It's not a sitcom. It's a dramedy. But it blends comedy, drama in a really real-world setting. Like the hospital scene 
for all the the fluff is a very grounded situation but they also find a way in this episode which is amazing in a network sitcom to not only talk about christmas but to talk about jesus in a way that's not preachy and comes off very organic you've got a character in christopher turk who is struggling with his faith this is on a sitcom y'all and it's so endearing because you want people like that to have not you don't want to have something to believe in but you want them to have confidence in what they believe and this is a guy whose confidence is shaken and it takes his friends to pull him back and when they pull him back they're able to go ahead and find out what they all remember what happened they all saw the signs and they're able to go find out and help somebody it's not what healthcare is like in the world right now unfortunately <laughs> it's not realistic but it's hopeful it's beautiful it's a beautiful episode of television it's funny, it's quirky, but it also tugs at your heartstrings. I'm going Scrubs all the way. And Chris with an emphatic vote for Scrubs. Brittany, you're up. Okay, so I know I talked earlier, I am a Doctor Who person. That's very much my show. Um, but when I was looking at this list of episodes to watch, and I saw the Doctor Who episodes that were the play-in, I was like, I don't know if I remember what either of those episodes are. And I had to look up what episodes they were. When I saw the Scrubs, My Own Personal Jesus episode there, I was like, I know exactly what episode that is. Because kind of similar to the discussion we had about West Wing, this was, I thought, one of the best episodes of Scrubs. And Scrubs was a very good show. It's one of the ones I'll go back and rewatch. Um, minus the last season, which we just don't talk about. Um, <laughs> we don't We don't but, count that one. It was a spinoff. Yeah, the spinoff. What last season? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but this episode of Scrubs, it hits every time, like watch it, even though you know exactly what's going to happen, watching Elliot be like, I told a girl to get out of the OB because I don't do babies. Carla and Turk having their moment of what his faith means to him. Um, the whole just hilarious thing with Jordan and Dr. Cox and the baby of their friends and JD not recording it and just that and of course this is before Dr. Cox knows that Jordan slept with JD and they're having that whole thing and so there's just that <laughs> yeah. tension too spoilers such a good episode of the show so even though I love Doctor Who my vote's going to Scrubs and Scrubs picking up a second vote Drew you're up well, I too love Doctor Who. I very much like the episode that uh, moved on and had my vote. Um, Scrubs falls onto an all-time favorite list for me. Um, it it has the beautiful combination of being so grounded while so outlandish at the same time, um, and it just pulls it off remarkably. So you can have ridiculous episodes and then you can have incredibly heartfelt episodes uh, like my own personal Jesus. And um, as a result, uh, as, as much as it pains me to not advance Doctor Who, uh, I got to go Scrubs on this. And Scrubs picking up its third vote and we'll be moving on into the Sweet 16. Tim, what do you think on this one? Well, I don't think it really matters what I think, but... Um, <laughs> this, this was for me, a, a back to back of very difficult choices to make. Um, Dr. Who notoriously kills it in every Christmas episode that they do. Um, but you know, scrubs, 
I know I know this is going to sound strange, but I feel like Scrubs is a very underrated sitcom because I think it kind of gets lost there with the tail end of Friends and going into, you know, How I Met Your Mother and Big Bang Theory, and they were all just bigger than Scrubs. Um, so you almost want to give the vote to it for that, but I'm going to give it to Doctor Who. Uh, it's not my favorite Chris- Christmas episode, but it's still very good. And Doctor Who is not going down without a fight. Uh, looking to maybe cover the spread here as it picks up its first vote. Leah, finish us off. Yeah, I don't like either of these shows. Um, I don't like <laughs> and I don't like Doctor Who. Um, and down really, to Yeah, and and really, I don't like um, for the most part like the main characters. However, I freaking love Turk. He's delightful. He's just a wonderful character. Anytime he was on screen in this episode, I just want to give him a big hug and like be his friend. Like I want him to like, I want to shrink myself down so he could carry me, me around in his little pocket and I could just like hang out with him all day. Like he's just a wonderful character. He's kind of like, like a religious marshal from How I Met Your Mother. Um, I also found myself comparing some of the themes to the Grey's Anatomy episode that ugh, you guys hated and voted out last time. Um, so yeah, I like the religious element that it focused on in this episode. It's something that's lacking in other other episodes on this list that try to like shy away from it. So I loved it. Um, and except for JD was awful and I hate it every time he was on screen. I would actually watch this episode of Scrubs again, even though I don't really like Scrubs as a whole. So um, I'm going to go with my own personal Jesus. Scrubs picking up its fourth vote as your humble host tries to pretend that he wasn't frequently compared to JD during the mid-aughts. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on. I had I had a lot more hair back then. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to our next uh, matchup, which is going to feature the winner of our other play-in game as the five seed, the 30 Rock episode Luda Christmas, which swept its way into the main round taking on the 12 seed of Gilmore Girls, Forgiveness and Stuff. We did not have a 12-5 upset in the previous episode. Will we have one here? Brittany. Um, so I went back and watched this episode of Gilmore Girls. I haven't watched all of Gilmore Girls, but I've watched a lot of it. This episode made me cry, like going back to watch it. It's a very emotionally punchy episode. It gives us this you know, it's season one, so it's so early on into everything that happened. It's while Rory is still lovable and not horrid. And it's when, you know, Luke and Lorelai are still in that will-they-won't-they phase, which lasts way too long. Um, but it also is like a turning point for Lorelai and her parents. And also watching it, it was a reminder. I had forgotten that Edward Herman had passed away since the last time I watched this episode. So when they go to the hospital because he's had his heart attack or whatever, and he's laying in the hospital bed, I got like this emotional punch. And it was also my first time watching Gilmore Girls since hearing the theory that Lorelai is neurospicy. Um, it like, it like if you watch it in the lens that she at least has ADHD and she's probably on the spectrum somewhere. The way that she can't deal with her emotions and keeps going to find coffee or going to find someone instead of going to confront her own feelings was so relatable in a way. And it just, and then when she finally does, I just started crying. And as much as I enjoyed the ridiculousness of the 30 Rock episode for 
a Christmas episode that it gives me that many feelings, even though I've seen it before, it's going to Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls picking up its first vote. Drew, what do you say? Well, what Drew says is, I love, 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 love Lunar Christmas. As we discussed during the play-in, um, family conflict and bickering for the holidays, it's a great recipe. That being said, my biggest guilty pleasure show is the Gilmore Girls. Um, it's probably going to surprise anyone who really knows me out there, because this is the first time I have publicly admitted that I love the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Uh, this might be the bourbon that's making it happen, but <laughs> I am, I am very proud to, uh, try to help advance the 12 seat in this one. And I'm voting for the Gilmore girls and drew casting a vote for the Gilmore girls. Uh, just quick. I'm not here to offer my opinions on the, the voting, but I will offer my opinion on this. I don't necessarily believe there is such thing as a guilty pleasure. So you, you wave that flag. Good, sir. You wave it proud. Tim, you're up next. Well, uh, Gilmore Girls is not a guilty pre- pleasure of mine. Um, not not because I don't like it, but because I've never bothered to watch it. Um, I actually have a feeling I probably would enjoy it. Uh, on the other hand, I mentioned earlier, I tried watching 30 Rock and I couldn't get into it. Uh, so by the default of it not being 30 Rock, I'm going to cast my vote for Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and after two votes for gilmore girls we get a vote for not 30 rock (laughs) (laughs) and we do have our 12-5 upset as gilmore girls will be moving on but we still want to hear from the Ligori family starting with leah well just like luke in season five episode three of gilmore girls i am in i am all in on gilmore girls um there's really two Gilmore Girls episodes, Christmas episodes that stand out to me. Um, season one and season seven. Season seven really is not not, not good, not good. Um, but season one, I usually skip over in my rewatch because season one, it, it just has a different feel to the to the seasons than uh, the other ones do. But so does season seven. So really, it's good bookmarking here. Um, but... I think we definitely made the right call having forgiveness and stuff as the one to represent Gilmore Girls on this bracket because it really spends most of the episode focusing on what the episode says, forgiveness and stuff. And since we're going to get to talk about it later, I'll save all my other um, sound bites for uh, when we talk about it later because Gilmore Girls is moving on. Yay! (laughs) And your humble host would be lying if I said that I hadn't already marked Leah's vote down before (laughs) I passed the baton to her. Oh, of course you did. (laughs) All right, Chris, is this going to be a sweep? Eh, sure, what the hell. (laughs) (laughs) We can't even watch it. I don't care. I'm not a Gilmore Girls fan, but I'm a big fan of Lorelai. Rory, I think, is the worst. She is. The absolute worst. Um, <laughs> like to the point where I almost don't, don't want to have a teenage daughter at some point. <laughs> uh, no, I, 30, I have bad news for you. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go too far into this, but just what 30 Rock is missing for me is the heart. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just the heartfelt parts of 30 Rock are way overshadowed by when it tries to be funny. I want a little bit of heart in my Christmas. So, yeah, Gilmore Girls gets my vote, and I will have to go back and watch that show now. Yes, you will. You want your heart to get fucked. I understand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Are we just limiting it to the heart, or can I pick other pieces? (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Boozy is starting to go in some strange directions in recent episodes. (laughs) 
Anyway, yes, we are going to be moving on as as is Gilmore Girls, the 12 seed picking up the upset. Um, if you're keeping track so far, a favorite has not won so far tonight, and we are four matches into the main round. Will the higher seed win this time? We're going to have the four seed of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with a very sunny Christmas. Taking on Parks and Recreation, Christmas Scandal. And starting us off, we're back at the top with Drew. All right. Love me some Parks and Recs. Love, love, love me some Parks and Recs. It's one of my night shows. All right. It's up there with, you know, friends in the office as one of my night shows. <laughs> um, great episode. Got, gotta love a good uh, political sex scandal, right? Giggity. But it can't compete with Danny DeVito crawling out of a couch naked. <laughs> Like I, there's very few, there's very few things that can, uh, it's always sunny is one of my favorite fucked up TV shows. <laughs> um, I, I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And, uh, yeah, it's the, uh, it's the favorite here for a reason and I'm voting for it to move on. It's always sunny picking up its first vote. Let's head over to Tim. I next. Philly. <laughs> but it's always sunny there. Oh, yeah. All right, so so this illustrates probably the biggest challenge that this particular bracket faces, um, and and you know I I may go a couple extra little bit here. The problem with the best holiday episode is that it relies on your attachment to the characters more than any other episode. You have to care about these characters come the holidays. And that's one of the biggest problems with this. So, like, if you watch, you know, like in the first episode, Brittany talked about how she's like, I've seen exactly one episode of the show, and it's this. It's hard to truly vote when that's all you've seen because you don't have that attachment to the characters. Case in point, for the longest time, this was the only episode of It's Always Sunny that I had ever seen. And I hated it. Hated it. However, Karen has recently encouraged me to watch the show. We are currently on, I don't know, season 8,000. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're on season 8. Um, and now, seeing this episode in context, I like it a hell of a lot more than I did. I hated this episode. I didn't get it. I thought it was obnoxious. I hated Danny DeVito in it. I hated everything about the show. I hated everything about this episode the first time I watched it. And then I watched it in context. And I was ready since I wrote these. We've watched like three seasons of the show. And this show has grown on me. Um, I love Parks and Rec. Like Drew said, it's one of my night-night shows. End of the night, I'm unwinding. Parks and Rec goes on, Friends goes on, whatever. I don't remember Christmas Scandal all that much. Uh, I, I vaguely remember it, but I got to give it to It's Always Sunny, and that's actually very difficult for me to do. Uh, but It's Always Sunny here. Yeah. And I wasn't exactly sure which way that one was going, but It's Always Sunny picks up a second vote. It has Parks and Rec on the ropes. Leah, does it tip it over? Uh, it's Always Sunny sucks. I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> Um, and it may fall into the category that Tim was talking about because I hadn't seen it. 
Um, but the characters were everything he said. They were obnoxious. Danny DeVito getting like put in the couch. I was like, what is happening right now? And the two people who I thought were lovers, but apparently are brother and sister, were like trying to get the scoop on somebody. It was just weird. I didn't like it at all. Um, and why is Charlie Day always screaming? His voice just always sounds like he's angry and screaming. Like the stupid people on Chris's sports radio. That's what his voice sounds like. <laughs> or the, the sports radio people. I can't handle it. It does not do well for my eardrums. Um, it was kind of like the league, but I actually liked the characters on the league better than um, It's Always Sunny. So even though I didn't really like the Parks and Rec episode, I felt like it had a lot more potential than what it actually um, showed up for. I would much rather watch that Parks and Rec episode again. So that's going to get my vote. Christmas Scandal. Parks and Rec Christmas Scandal gets its first vote. Chris, you agree with your wife? If I know what's good for me. <laughs> do you do you know what's good for you, Chris? No. Um, no of course not. <laughs> as he pours another glass of bourbon. So a couple of things here. One... We spend a lot of time talking about Danny DeVito's ass. Both of these shows revolve around someone showing their asshole. Maybe not the whole, <laughs> but their ass at least, because that's how Leslie gets out of the scandal. There is no mole. We talk about, um, you know, the, this, the Parks and Rec episode isn't memorable. As someone who watched Parks and Rec pretty much from the jump, it was memorable because before there was Leslie and Ben, you wanted these two to make it work. Louis C.K. may be a dick in real life, but his character is this lovable kind of loser-like cop, but he's sweet and he's genuinely just obsessed with Leslie and he will dote on her. And it's really kind of sweet to watch. And you know what? Like you, you can hate on him all you want. Mark Brandanowitz got a lot better in season two than he was in season one. You can disagree that he did. He did him and him and Ann Perkins were acute. Tim, it's my turn to talk, sir. Shut up. <laughs> he didn't say a word. He was right there. He I need to. There. Don't don't worry. <laughs> um, I didn't hate Mark Brandano. I know a lot of people did. I never. I didn't hate him. Um, for me, this comes down to. It's tough because, the funnier episode is one hundred percent. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, we've talked about all this. How about the fact that uh, what's his name? Real didn't even realize that you didn't just go to random people's houses and take one present from under their tree. <laughs> like it's genuinely funny but it's gonna be a cold day in hell before i vote against parks and rec parks and rec is my favorite sitcom of all time i love parks and rec i love the character development in parks and rec even the stuff here with uh where april's trying to figure out what to buy her boyfriend uh and he comes up with uh what did he come up with a uh, brokeback mountain dvd see you're saying it's it's funny uh, the Parks and Rec is going to get it for me. Uh, it is it is my happy place. That is a sitcom I could turn on at any point in time. If I just need to laugh or forget about the world, Parks and Rec is where I go. Parks and Rec gets my vote. I will watch that show every Christmas. I love it. Chris, I, I just want to say that saying Mark Brandanowitz is better in season two <laughs> is like saying a solid stool is better than diarrhea. They're both still shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very glad when they're gone. <laughs> Indeed. I'm not saying I was upset with how it ended up playing out. I'm saying he's much maligned and probably improperly so. He's not Jar Jar, y'all. All At right. least Jar Jar entertains the kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 reel this back in here, people. We've got It's Always Sunny versus Parks and Rec. It's Always Sunny 
got a little too cocky there at halftime and let Parks and Rec, the 13 seed, come storming back. There are 10 seconds on the clock. It is ticking down. Does anyone want to throw up a buzzer beater to try and sway Brittany one way or the other on this one? Can I confess something? Haven't listened to y'all enough to know what the hell a buzzer beater is. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally fair. If you had, this is when anybody who wants has an opportunity. You only get one per round, but you have an opportunity to make one final pitch in 30 seconds to the last person to vote to try and make your case. Nah, I don't think I can even remotely sway her. I have a feeling I know how this is going to go. That's totally fair. I do too, and I'm sitting here going, <laughs> "Gotta shoot your shot." Yeah, you know what? Here's here. I'll 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 do one here. And Tim and that, jumps up, and and that's only because I I feel like, with the exception of one other, there's not a chance I'm probably going to use this. Brittany, I don't know if you are an Always Sunny fan or if you have watched more than just this episode of It's Always Sunny. Um. If, if this is the only episode you have watched of this show, then I know how you're going to vote because I know how I would have voted if this was if this was the only thing I had seen. However, in context of this show, this is a hilarious episode of It's Always Sunny with Philadelphia in, in Philadelphia. And it's Parks and Rec is one of my top four favorite sitcoms. And I think this hands down beats it. So if this is the only episode of It's Always Sunny you've seen, be very wary about why you're casting your vote against it. (laughs) And the ball has left Tim's fingertips. It's in the air. Brittany, is this the only episode of It's Always Sunny that you've seen? It is the only episode of It's Always Sunny (laughs) that I've ever seen. Now, that being said, here's my thoughts. It had some really funny moments. I absolutely adored that neither of those friends knew what the traditions of Christmas were because you had the guy who thinks, oh, you just go to everyone's house and you take a present. Then we come back and all my presents have been taken too, which is why I never had any presents. That's what my parents told me. Versus, I think your mom was a prostitute and she was like, I forgot about that. Just like, and then the grown man sitting on Santa's lap, did you fuck my mom, Santa? That whole thing was so unexpected i also knew about the naked couch thing but i had no idea this was the inside the couch episode um which is just weird um i do love danny devito but that was odd uh however parks and rec was gonna be my vote no matter what it it i it's one of my night night shows i didn't hate the episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia but this episode of parks and rec is just one of the ones that I love to watch because it's Leslie Nope caught in a sex scandal, not to mention Ron and the rest of the department having to tackle Leslie's to-do list for yeah. the day and dividing up a hundred tasks that Leslie does. And they're like, so Ron, you're going to run the meeting. And he's like, I'm what now? <laughs> like just, <laughs> it just everything about this episode hit for me. And it was the one where Louis C.K. leaves the show, which, which you know, my favorite part of Louis C.K.'s performance on that show. I didn't hate his character, just I like that he left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of reasons for wanting Parks and Rec to advance. I, I don't bear ill will towards It's Always Sunny, just 
between these two episodes, I'm going Parks and Rec. And it was a close one, but the trend does continue. We have yet another upset on our hands as Parks and Rec, the 13 seed, will be moving on to face the 12 seed in the next round. Be really curious to see how this next matchup goes and see if the trend continues even further. We're going to have the number six seed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the episode Amends, taking on the number 11 seed, Batman the Animated Series, Christmas with the Joker. We're going to be starting off with Tim. All right, so here's the thing. I love comic books, at least, you know, comic book TV shows, comic book movies, all of that. But I was not a Batman the Animated Series kid. Um, especially, I don't like Batman. I don't like Batman, period. And I'm getting a whole bunch of middle fingers here. A whole bunch of grotesque signs. Batman is the most overrated comic book hero. I don't like him. But you know what I like? I like Joss Whedon shit. Joss Whedon is problematic. I'm not going to deny that. But what he writes is fantastic it's the reason i met my wife um so this is always going to be amends for me well folks you uh you come to boozy bracketology for strong drinks and strong opinions and we've got at least two other panelists that have probably stunned been stunned into silence uh as buffy the vampire slayer picks up its first vote not because of the vote that was cast but because of how it was cast i would say Fortunately, those two gentlemen are going to have a little time to pick their jaws up off the floor because we're handing it off to Leah next. Which is great because that's the one overlap me and Tim have is our love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I knew that going into this, so I was like, I really hope he goes this way so Buffy doesn't get knocked out uh, with me the only one giving him the vote. Um, so here's the thing. I watched, I, I, I like Batman. I do not think Batman is the worst comic book person ever. Um, I watched this episode. I did not, I never watched any of the other animated series ones, but I did watch this one. This is how I'm going to compare the two. The Batman episode started on a high note for me, but it was all downhill for it after the Joker sings, Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. Hey, and then he like escapes. Um, I was like, oh, this episode's great. And then I really didn't care for anything that happened in the episode after that. Um, Buffy, on the other hand, I think has a slower start, um, but then it builds and builds and builds and builds, builds, and then in the end, finishes on that super strong emotional note. Uh, for a lot of the characters, obviously, the majority of the episode is angel-focused, um, and I love a good moody angel, I have to say, but the last beat of the show reveals all the characters and where they're at for the miraculous SoCal snowstorm, which, okay, yes, you have to suspend reality quite a bit in this universe, because the ending is very problematic in a lot of ways, and I have a lot of issues with it, but it ends with Willow and Oz looking like adorable little children staring out the window, and Faith and Joyce coming out to watch the snowfall, and Faith looking like so badass, like, yeah, I did this, even though she had nothing to do with it. Um, and then Xander bundled up in his little sleeping bag, avoiding his family like the plague. And then, of course, you see Buffy and Angel holding hands, walking down Main Street together. It really bothers me, but also I'm just like, you know what? Let's just suspend reality. This is nice. This is a nice moment. Everyone makes amends. Everyone ends up on Christmas. Or I guess I guess it's Christmas when this the episode happened. Yeah, it's Christmas. Um, feeling really good about themselves at the end. 
after they've kind of made their own set of amends any way they could in the episode. So it's always going to be Buffy for me here, even if I don't think it's the strongest um, Buffy episode ever. It is the only Christmas one that I remember. So that's why it's on the list and that's why it's getting my vote. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the sixth seed, takes a two to nothing lead. But as we saw in the previous matchup, that is by no means a guarantee of victory. And we've got at least two Batman fans coming up ahead. Let's see what the first one has to say. Chris. Okay. Ooh, the glasses are coming off. I am a comic book fan. And when I say I'm a comic book fan, that means I actually have comic books. I have read comic books. Uh, I love Batman. He is not overrated. Uh, if you thought that my Mark Brandanowitz take was the hottest thing you were going to hear tonight, <laughs> boy, were you wrong. Holy crap. I had to have someone help me make this decision. So I'm going to go ahead and just put this right here. Because nah. if you want to talk about the best iteration of a comic book character in a medium aside from comic books, it is Batman in the Batman the Animated Series. It is the best, the best and truest iteration of Batman we've ever gotten. It is an amazing show. And you just told me that Buffy's ending was problematic. You know what's <laughs> not problematic? The Joker being brought back to Arkham. Now you yeah. take the cynical peacemaker view of Batman's a pussy because he won't put his his rogues gallery in the ground, which is hilarious and funny. But Batman wins. The Joker's back to Arkham. And you get this really, really sweet moment at the end of the episode with Bruce and Dick sitting down and watching It's a Wonderful Life. It's a perfect ending to a perfect episode of perhaps the best comic book television show ever made. Batman the Animated Series. And y'all, this isn't close. And uh, Chris, just for the edification of our listeners, since they couldn't see what you held up. This is a... um. I had the I had a chance to meet Kevin Conroy a couple years back before he passed, which saw, like legitimately still kind of brings yep. tears to my eyes because he was, aside from being like the best Batman, just a, from all from everything I've heard, a genuinely good dude. Um, got to meet him at a con. Uh, this is a Batman Funko Pop. I got to have him sign. He personalized it to me. Um, but like when you had a chance to talk with him, actually took the time to talk to you. Um, didn't hurry you away, and he had a line of people. Didn't hurry anybody away. He wanted to spend a few minutes with everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big Kevin Conroy fan, but it doesn't stop the fact that Batman is, in my opinion, the best iteration in television or film of that character and one of the best iterations outside of comic books of comic book properties. Yeah, I, I wanted to give you a chance to get that shout out to Kevin Conroy because, yeah. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Yep. Amen. Batman, the animated series, picks up a vote, is not going down without a fight. We're going to pass it over to Brittany. Okay, I'm going to keep mine brief and short because um, Drew also was throwing middle fingers there for a while, so definitely want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> um, I love Buffy. It's a very good show. This episode was very good. I went to a masquerade ball as Batman, so... <laughs> I, I have love in my heart for Batman. I didn't watch a ton of the animated series, but I really liked the animated series. And I, this is coming down to what I think is the better standalone episode. And the fact is, this episode of Buffy relies way too much on prior plot points to get its message across. While it's a great episode, 
everything is based around what happened the last few episodes and the um, resolution of everything that happened. It was a beautiful episode. But if you were watching a random episode of Buffy, would you have any idea what the hell was going on? No. However, Batman, except for their two-parter episodes, you can just about drop into any episode of Batman the Animated Series and just enjoy it for being a Batman episode. Um, so, I am throwing my vote to Batman the Animated Series Christmas with the Joker because it's and better standalone. Batman the Animated Series picks up its second vote and... Uh, I will offer the opportunity to any of our panelists to throw up a buzzer beater now that we have a tie. But if we were watching Drew's expression throughout the time when Brittany was speaking or throughout the time when he was flashing both middle fingers at Tim, I'm not necessarily sure there's much of a point. Listen, Buffy people, keep the buzzer in your pants. It's, it's not going to sway. All right, Drew, take us away. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret here. I'm a Batman guy. I was I was telling, you know, Tim, before we even started recording this, I don't even understand how this is an 11 seat. Um, but now I now I kind of do, because uh, the guy who made the bracket, uh, <laughs> I didn't like Batman the Animated Series. I will weigh I in. I like Club Baby Seals on the weekend. <laughs> I will weigh in there saying that it just didn't get as many votes. It was never going to be above an eight seed because it wasn't on many lists. Well, uh, I question the people you associate with then, myself included. Um, <laughs> Yourself especially. So, Chris, one of the things I was shaking my head at was when you said this was the best interpretation of a comic book character. Then you, then you said the best interpretation of a Batman. And the reason I was shaking my head at the first comment, this was Mark Hamill's first appearance as yeah. the Joker. And he is by far, hands down, without question, the definitive Joker. Without question. Um, the combination of Conroy and Hamill and this being their first appearance together, it's chef's kiss. Um, you know, it, it's, it's classic Batman the Animated Series tied up in a nice holiday bow. Like, it, it, it can't get much better than this for me. Um I know I'm going to have trouble getting this beyond the next round. Probably. Well, what the hell's coming up? Uh, well, maybe, maybe never know. But it, I'm not going to be able to push this one all the way as much as I'd like it to just because of my fandom. Um, but it's so good. And if you haven't watched much Batman, the animated series, uh, just go watch heart of ice. That episode is just oh, so good. So freaking good. And Tim, um, even if I had been a big Buffy watcher, which I've never actually watched an episode, I need to and I'm going to. But um, with how Joss Whedon destroyed Justice League, um, I can't just kiss the ground he walks on like you do. The play, <laughs> he destroyed the, play the movie. The Snyder cut. There. He was brought in to destroy Justice League. He was brought in to make a, a cut of that the studio is going to be okay with. I'm not defending. Yeah, well, the, although it sounds like the Snyder cut was phenomenal, the uh, the Whedon cut was garbage. We not to say that nothing he does is good, but I'm just the 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 Whedon can do no wrong attitude there. <laughs> oh, Batman the animated series, my vote. Let's move it on and move it on. We shall, as we have the 
<laughs> we have moved on yet another uh, lower seed on this side of the bracket. Uh, I, the, I can't say for certain, but this is probably unprecedented in Boozy. For we, we've had a couple of rounds go like this, kind of, but this is an, this is impressive. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this next uh, ep- uh, next episode, next matchup goes. Uh, these are the two that in their titles reference the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah in various ways. And we pitted them against each other. <laughs> I'm and not going to call complete... you Kanye, Tim, but that... I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That, that, that was a complete accident. I didn't I even Kanye realize didn't. it until now. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't realize it until just looking at it ahead a couple minutes ago. So you're all good. But we have the number three seed, the OC best Chrismica ever. And it's taking on the 14th seed of Rugrats, a Rugrat Christmas. We're going to be starting this one off with Leah. So what's it going to be, huh? Your menorah or your candy cane? Hmm? Christmas or Hanukkah? Ah, don't you worry, buddy, because in this house you don't have to choose. Let me introduce you to a little something I'd like to call Chrismica. Oh, sweet, cute, naive Seth Cohen. Um, this holiday that he has created becomes a running plot throughout the series. Uh, but this episode is the introduction to the holiday and it is so iconic. It has actually come up not once, but I think twice on episodes of the pup trivia experience in a trivia question. Um, so with Jesus and Moses on its side, I'm hoping for a Christmas miracle. Everyone needs more Christmaca in their life. Let's move it on. And the best Christmaca ever picks up its first vote. Let's head over to Chris. This one's interesting. Uh, and, and the reason I'll say, I'll kind of tell a story here real quick in that we were talking to my brother, my brother and his fiance, who's my brother's older than me. For those who don't know, he's a, a tenured college professor, top near the top in his field, highly revered, endlessly quoted and all that fun stuff. Um, they were over at our house for Thanksgiving and we told them that we were doing this bracket and we were kind of talking through some of them. And I brought up, you know, he's like, which ones haven't you seen yet? And I, one of the ones I brought up was, uh, was the Christmas episode of the OC. And he goes, oh, my God, that episode is amazing. My brother, y'all, is in his 40s. The OC is not in his wheelhouse. That's not a show he should watch. (laughs) It's not a show. He is not in the target demographic for that show, not when it was out and not now. And for him to tell me, oh, my God, that episode's amazing, tells me it's something special. I have zero ties to Rugrats. I am a little too old for it. Um, Of the, the, the OG Disney shows that came out, I watched Doug. I didn't have any ties to Rugrats at all. Um, the fact that Nickelodeon. I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean, he's just correcting you that it's Nickelodeon, not Disney. Did I say Disney? I've been drinking. All right. <laughs> I mentioned um, the fact that it's so revered by like not just my brother, but I've talked to multiple people who say that episode's amazing. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I've seen the Rugrats run. I can take it or leave it, and most of the time, going to leave it. I'm going the OC's Christmas on this one. I, I need to go back and I need to actually go sit down and watch it, but. I'm taking everyone's word. I've heard it's phenomenal. And Chris passing, casting a very trusting second vote for the OC. Brittany, you're up. Uh, this one's not hard for me. Uh, I watched the OC episode, Best Christmaca Ever. Never seen an episode of the OC. That episode did not inspire me to even want to look up what happens in the plot of the OC. I didn't care for the characters much. I didn't know what was going on. Nothing about it sold me on the episode. Uh, Rugrats, a Rugrats Hanukkah taught me about Hanukkah when I was a kid. Now, granted, I grew up in a Christian household. I celebrate Christmas, but 
a Rugrats Hanukkah is my introduction to there are other holidays that happen in in and around Christmas time. Um, I rewatched the episode. It holds up. There's the Judah Maca baby, and he has to go find the meanie of Hanukkah and make him take a nap because when Chucky's bullied on the playground, the meanie has to take a nap, and then he feels better. So they're they're trying to find the meanie of Hanukkah who's being mean to their grandpa. <laughs> and then the whole subplot of Angelica just trying to watch the Cynthia Christmas special because she's she doesn't celebrate Hanukkah. And it, and the fault like you've got to put the <sighs> in your voice when you say Hanukkah. <laughs> just it's not even close. It's a Rugrats Hanukkah for me. Rugrats Hanukkah picks up a vote and Stop me if you've heard this one before from the previous two matchups, but the favorite came out to an early lead, but the lower seed is starting to storm back into it. Will we have yet another upset on our hands, Drew? Well, uh, so this Rugrats episode uh, was actually very important to my childhood. Um, A, I was a big Rugrats fan. Um, Always have been a big Rugrats fan. Uh, and you know, as growing up as a Jewish kid, there wasn't a whole lot of representation kids television. You had a lot of Christmas episodes of things. You didn't have much, if any Hanukkah representation. Um, so this episode has always stuck with me. And honestly, like when the conversation of a holiday episode bracket came on, This was literally the first episode of any show that popped into my head to cast a vote for. Um, So for that reason, uh, we're looking at a tie ball game heading into Tim. We are indeed. Rugrats Hanukkah picks up its second vote. What do you say, Tim Yeh? (laughs) (laughs) We're calling it Tim Yeh now. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Can oh, I ask goodness. that we don't? Yeah, let's let's <laughs> yeah, let's let's not. Let's not. Uh, we we Tim seems marginally better for for the for Jewish delegation does not compare you to Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Okay, uh, no, we 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 liked him, and would anybody like to throw up a buzzer beater to try and sway Tim? You're up, Mister Dipple. All right. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Um. So I want I want to clear something up. This is not a a Rugrats Hanukkah. This is a Rugrats Hanukkah. You have to (laughs) when you say it. Um, Brittany even told me and I still forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. uh, And and for those who don't know, I'm just quoting from a Rugrats Hanukkah. Uh, You have to when you say it. Um, This this is, you know, important for everything Drew said. Uh, You know, I'm 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 not Jewish. Uh, but this was actually, it's not one of, it was the first kids show that did something other than a Christmas special. Um, so it's not one of, it was the first uh, from what I found. Um, so a Macca baby's got to do what a Macca baby's got to do. It's, it's Rugrats for me. And a Rugrats Hanukkah. How was that? Was that better? I still got to work on that, but I'll work on it. Yeah, that had almost enough phlegm to it. Yeah, my in fairness, I've been drinking my throat's a little dry. Um, <laughs> Rugrats Hanukkah. Was it Manischewitz? <laughs> <laughs> We've got another upset. This is uh, this okay. round's been a blast. I've had no clue which way this has gone this entire time. 
if, uh, if, if, I, I may, if I may, what this is proving is that we disagree with all of the critics. <laughs> I, I was actually be, thinking that. Because yep. the higher yeah. seeds are the ones that were on the lists, and the lower seeds are the ones that the fans voted in. And so we are proving that we know better than the critics. Which, let's You're be honest, we all... are playing out Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we all pretty much knew that was the case. Uh, we're heading into our last two matchups of the night here. Let's see if we can keep the upset train going. It might be a little interesting in this one. We've got the number seven seed, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Mary, Joseph, and Larry versus the number 10 seed of Supernatural, A Very Supernatural Christmas. Chris, you're up first in this one. Do I have to be? Um, it just worked out that way, dude. For all of my love of Seinfeld, I am not a huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Uh what I will say is there is something genuinely special about the first five or six seasons of Supernatural. Uh, that show is really solid. And the brotherhood between Sam and Dean is endearing and is just so much fun to watch. And the Christmas episode of Supernatural is one of the best Christmas episodes of television ever made. It's sweet. It's endearing. It's got a little spookiness to it. And at the end, it's it's a little bit of a downer it's a little bit of an upper that you know you, you're kind of okay with where the characters are but you know what they're going to be facing going forward you don't need to necessarily know the backstory to understand and enjoy the episode but it helps and also we kind of, when you see where it's going you do feel a little bit better because you kind of know the that uh bad times don't last but bad guys do i'm going supernatural and a very supernatural christmas picks up its first vote Brittany, um curb your enthusiasm that's the only episode i've seen Interesting note to start and end on um, <laughs> with you visit to the doctor and the reasons why. Uh, eh, supernatural, very supernatural Christmas. I love that episode of Supernatural. It is a standalone of an episode as Supernatural can be um, at that point in the show. But the fact that we get the flashbacks to when the boys were kids and you see that close, like, it's a good one to drop in on because you get a backstory for the boys and you get to see them in their current form. And, you know, you may not understand everything that's going on, but it just it's kind of bonkers in the best way with the the Santa being evil and then the pagan gods and everything going on. It's just and then the silent night where neither of them know the Christmas carol and they're singing to drunk Santa in his trailer. And it's just it's an A plus episode for me, so Supernatural gets my vote. And Supernatural on the verge of yet another upset in this round. Drew, is it gonna get there? Um, I've never watched Supernatural. Um, I know I would love it. Don't even get me started. Plenty of people have told me. I know it's a wheelhouse of mine. Just like Buffy will be when I when it makes my time to play it. However, I do fall into the camp of Larry David can basically do no wrong to me. Um, unlike Chris, I do enjoy Curb Your Enthusiasm. I didn't watch it as religiously as I, I've, I've watched Seinfeld. I've watched Seinfeld completely through at least 15 times at this point. Um, you know, Curb, I would catch episodes when I could. You know, something that if it was on, I loved it. Um so just just for the reasons of my attachment to Larry David, um, 
I mean, and it's a, and it's a good episode. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'd have to put any holiday episode of Curb uh, above Supernatural just because of you know my attachment to the show. So I'm I'm going uh going for the favorite here, which is unlike me this evening, uh, and I'm going for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Indeed, that is. It, we're having a little bit of reversal of the past few matchups. The underdog had the favorite on the ropes, but now the favorite's coming back. Will it continue the comeback, Tim? Underdog, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we talked before the episode about you know oh. we, we were talking about episodes that we thought of when we came to this bracket. Supernatural, a very supernatural Christmas is the episode that inspired this bracket because to me it is a perfect bottle episode if this is the only episode of supernatural you have ever seen you get all the backstory you need if you have followed this show for the three and a half seasons that it has been airing or two and a half seasons that it has been airing at this point you get all of the heart it has an incredibly fun episode you've got you've got the 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 cute old couple that turns out to be pagan gods that (laughs) sam and dean have to kill to notch their first two god kills in the in the show it's the first time they've killed a god let alone two um this is the episode that is the reason we're doing this bracket so it was it's always supernatural and no suspense on this one and no need for buzzer beaters on this one supernatural picks up its third vote to continue the streak of upsets we've got going here but i still want to hear what leah has to say about this one yeah my votes for the supernatural one um i i really hadn't followed the show at all um but this episode of watching the two deans solve crimes um, together, it made me want to watch more of the brothers together. So I was literally, when the episode ended, I was like, can I watch more? Is this a thing? Can I just start from now and just start watching the show? Um, which is a, is a big testament to how good the episode was. So, And I did not want to watch any more of Larry David at all because he was just too much for me. He was extra for me. So uh, a very supernatural was my easy vote here. And a very supernatural Christmas moves on with its fourth vote. And we are coming down to our final matchup and the only opportunity we have to potentially move on a favorite tonight. I don't know how this one's going to go, though. We've got the number two seed of Community, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, taking on the number 15 seed of Frasier, Perspectives on Christmas. And we are going to be starting this one off with Brittany. Okay, so Frasier, this was like the third episode of Frasier I've seen. The first two were while I was like passing a kidney stone in the ER. Um, (laughs) It did not have positive associations for that reason. It's just I didn't really have a choice in the matter of what I was watching because that was the only thing on at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, was reruns of Frasier. That's fine. Um, Perspectives on Christmas was interesting because you're just seeing the same story over and over from everyone's perspective. Does what it says on the 10. Um, But the community episode (laughs) is the Claymation Christmas special or stop motion special. And it just was so absurd, even on a rewatch, just like everything is told from Abed's perspective. It's one of the John Oliver episodes. Everyone sings their little songs or it gets whisked away into nothingness. And it's just, and Shirley's the little baby. And she's just so irate at being a baby. And it just, it 
touches me in all the right places. It's very fun. It's cute. It's funny. I know it's a weird way to phrase that, but it's just, it hits the right spots for me. So it's community for me. And community picks up its first vote. Drew, what say you? Brittany, can you show us on the doll where community touched you? <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> All right. And you don't find that problematic. No. All right. All right. Joel McHale could title me just throwing that out there. <laughs> so another what would be in my wheelhouse show that I have never seen an episode of is community. I have yet to get into it. But what I will say, another show probably on Maybe my top 15 sitcoms. I don't think I'd quite put it in my top 10, um, but it's close. It's like an 11 or 12. It's not like, it's not sitting at 15, uh, is Frasier. Um, the show does intelligent co comedy mixed with heart so well um, that this one, this one isn't even a, isn't even a question for me. Um, I, I, I definitely loved the whole you know, different perspectives of the same event. Um, but just Frasier in general is so good. Yeah, it's Frasier for me. And Frasier pulls even with community with the one-to-one -one vote as we head over to Tim. If there is anything that you can do to get my vote on a Christmas episode, it's to pay homage to Rankin and Bass. <laughs> because no matter what you fuckers said a year or two ago, a Year Without a Santa Claus is the best Christmas movie. I don't care what you said, you were wrong. Um, community going the Rankin and Bass route is way more than enough to get my vote here. Frasier is kind of in that weird spot where it probably is intelligent enough for me to watch now, but it was airing when I was a kid, and I've never <laughs> gone back to watch it. Community is a very brilliantly written show and you know I've, I've got to go with Rankin and Bass here so it's community and community and Rankin and Bass pick up its second vote as uh, your host hastens to remind Tim that I also hosted that particular series of boozy bracketologies so you cannot hold me responsible for that Mike why do you hate Christmas <laughs> I love Christmas I just never watched a lot of shows I don't know <laughs> Leah, over to you. Okay, well, um, I do not like stop motion animation. I don't like claymation, whatever it is. It's just not my thing. So if I was on that bracket a couple years ago for the year without Santa Claus, then I probably voted against it because it's not my thing. Um, there were several beats in the community episode that I really enjoyed. Um, I love the wizard and I love Shirley. I thought they were hilarious and I wanted them on screen more than they were. Um, but I just love Frasier and I love this Frasier episode. I was literally like uh, belly laughing um, when they're trying to um, get Martin to sing um, that certain pitch in the song. And and Frasier's going up and down trying to like get him to project and to use the right motions. I just it was great for me. So it uh, it's going to be Frasier for me. I'll watch that episode. 10 times over watching that community episode again, except for their one little um, lost 
um, reference that was in the community episode on <laughs> the lost DVD. That was really funny. But besides that, I could do without the community episode. Give me all the Frasier. And in an episode full of natal, nail biters, it is entirely fitting that we come down to one final one as a two to two tie between community, Abed's uncontrollable Christmas and Frasier perspectives on Christmas. Would anyone like to throw up a buzzer beater to sway Chris? Trying to determine if Chris is swayable. <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah, half the battle. I think not, he might be swayable. There's also just there's no reason not to throw up a buzzer beater here. That, that's true. You get All a right. new you get a new one in the next round. I'll I'll throw one in. <laughs> All right. Okay. Every other bracket has been the lower seed upsetting the higher seed, and this would make it an all upset episode. And I don't want an oops all upsets episode, <laughs> but also. There's the Lost reference. There's the Rankin and Bass. There's the fun, cheesy songs. There's the what is the true meaning of Christmas. And then there's also the important message we talked about last week, which is like dealing with trauma and like how do you process that? And this whole thing is Abed just processing this trauma that he doesn't get to see a family member for Christmas like he always has. And then the fact at the end of the episode where he's like, we can go back to not stop motion anymore. And Britta's, who's notoriously kind of not very caring it's just like well why don't we just keep it for the rest of the episode kind of thing like can we keep it on just a little longer and it's just very cute and it's very telling that Britta does really care for her friends Chris the buzzer beater has been launched it's heading its way towards the basket which way is it going to go so there's something that only one of our panelists really knows for sure and it's my wife Leah community is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time I don't care if we're talking about the 60s and that went to Yahoo where two or three of the main characters aren't even back. I loved it. I love that show. I think it's freaking funny. Um, it gets better with age. It gets better with every reviewing every review I go to. The paintball episodes are some of the funniest episodes of television <laughs> ever made. Frasier is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Uh, you guys have all seen the movie Vantage Point, right? No? Yes, with Matthew. Oh Fox. yeah, I have lost. Matthew Fox and uh, <laughs> the guy from uh, Jaws Three. Dennis Quaid. Randy Quaid's brother. Yeah. Dennis. Perhaps more importantly, I've seen Rashomon. <laughs> that okay? There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> Perspectives on Christmas did a much better version than Vantage Point ever did. Of hey, here's the same story from different angles. It's funny. It's touching. Uh, the the part where Roz finds out that Fraser told her mom that she's pregnant. <laughs> Oh my God, it's funny. Uh, the like Leah said, the high low, the Martin can't hit the high notes. It's hilarious. The misunderstanding where Daphne thinks he's dying because he keeps going to the church, and it's freaking funny. Uh, Daphne and Niles will they won't they is always there. Uh, you got a little bit of Maris in there somewhere. I love that episode, but <laughs> fuck, <laughs> but. I'm not a big fan of the 60s and 70s claymation cartoon Christmas stuff. I don't have a warm, fuzzy place in my heart. My heart was born three sizes too small. <laughs> Again, see a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll, let's see if it keeps beating for a little bit longer. Uh, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of that claymation style. Community is my favorite of that claymation style. But from a community standpoint... I don't think I would count that community episode as one of the best episodes of community. Whereas this episode of Frasier is probably in the top 20 or so episodes of Frasier. It's phenomenal. It's a really good episode. And 
Tim, I will give you credit, sir, because I even messaged you. There are several Christmas episodes of Frasier, and you by far picked the right one. Frasier gets my vote. Ooh. Uh, and it, oops, upsets. oops, all upsets. It is, as Brittany so eloquently put it. Ah, I and I, that was a really interesting one for me because I did, in fact, know that Chris held both of these shows in very high esteem, had no idea where that pick was going to go. But it does turn out to be Frazier, the 15 seed upsetting the two. And ladies and gentlemen, the highest seed going into the next round of this side of the bracket is going to be the nine seed. Nice. We had all upsets Oops, all to up. recap. To recap real quick, we have the 16 seed of New Girl going to be taking on the nine seed of Scrubs, which yet again, highest seed in the bracket. The 12 seed of Gilmore Girls is going to be taking on the 13 seed of Parks and Rec. Batman, the animated series, the 11 seed will be taking on the 14 seed of Rugrats, a pair of uh, cartoon juggernauts from the 90s in that one. And finally, the 10 seed of Supernatural taking on the 15 seed of Frasier. You gotta love it. You can't make this stuff up. What a what a lot of great discussion uh, tonight, everybody. Um, we hope everybody listening has enjoyed it. Real quick, if you have enjoyed it, we do have a Patreon. Drew mentioned it at the beginning. It is www.patreon.com slash PTEBB. Who knows if we get a couple more subscribers, maybe I will get those singing lessons. Yeah, probably not. All that money goes actually directly back into the show to get us better equipment and stuff like that. Singing lessons not super high on our priority list, although some of you might wish that it would be. Uh, but hey, if you can't support us, uh, can't afford it, it's times are tough for a lot of people. We totally understand. But if you are enjoying the show, if you could uh, leave us a review, write, uh, give us a five-star rating, that would mean a whole lot. Uh, you can find a lot of inf more information about the socials and things like that in the show notes. I do want to highlight real quick our Discord because that is our most active community. We're always on there having a great time. You can find that at www.ptebb.com slash Discord. Uh, but until next time when we will be taking on the Sweet 16 in our best holiday episode of a TV special bracket for Boozy Bracketology, I have been Mike. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this has just been freaking awesome guys. <laughs> um, yeah, go, go sign up for these guys, uh, Patreon. Oh, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> I've been Tim. I'm Leah. I'm Chris. And I've been Brittany. Have a good one, everybody. Next time, can I be Brittany?